This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is Lessons from Cardio. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the content. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you how 30 minutes in a doctor's office completely changed the perspective of the next series of years of my life. So this past Monday, Lindsay and I had yet another doctor's appointment. And these doctor's appointments are done sequentially to figure out various answers. I've not minced words or not been bashful to share that her health has not been optimized lately. Between rapid weight loss and hair loss, being cold, having irregular hormones, a little bit of everything, we just haven't known exactly what's going on with her. And so, of course, we go through a, a series of checks and balances. We go from general practitioner to gynecologist to plastic surgeon back to general practitioner to blood specialist to acupuncturist to uh, thyroid specialist. And now we're, we're pivoting all the way over to a cardiologist. And in this cardiology specialized center inside of the OSU hospital chain, there's some crazy things that go on. So her appointment's at 9.15 on Monday morning, and she, of course, asked me if I'll go. I mean, it goes without saying, of course I'm going to be there. If I don't have client calls or I don't have things that I can't physically move around, I mean, there's a series of time in my life. If you're a one-on-one client of mine, we have a face-to-face phone call every week, and that face-to-face phone call, for all intents and purposes, becomes a non-negotiable for me. It becomes non-negotiable because I am honoring my commitment to you the same way I expect you to honor it back to me. So fortunately, I'm extremely happy when she tells me we have a, she has an appointment at 9.15 on Monday morning because I don't have a client call quite then. My first call on Monday is not till 11 a.m. And so I skip the gym and I'm getting ready and I can tell she's nervous, right? Like who wouldn't be? We can't quite put our finger on exactly what's going wrong. And now it's, we're checking again. She's wearing a heart rate monitor and we've, we've done all these things before, but now we're going to the best specialist we can find in Columbus. We're going we're gonna to get answers today. I mean, that's, that's what we're saying. And so she's nervous as she's pacing around the house. I can see it. And unfortunately, in this situation, we drive separately. Where, where the appointment's at is actually not, it wouldn't make any sense. I'd be backtracking more miles than necessary after her appointment and knowing that I needed to honor my 11 a.m. call, there just wasn't any option for that. So I see her nervous around the house. I hug her. I tell her everything's going to be okay. And we both depart in our cars and begin to drive towards the appointment. Now, in doing that, I, I remember something jogs in my memory. And it's I wish I could say it was my memory, but it was the vibrating alert on my phone that tells me that I had a 9 o'clock phone call. I'm sitting there thinking like, shit. What is this phone call that I've forgotten? Well, as I looked down at my phone, I realized that I committed to Don and Yvonne that own Clean Eats to help chat with them about marketing and some automation, just some ideas that we had come up with and some brainstorming around their podcast. That would speak to them and their marketing firm, just about some ideas. And see, there were years in my life where I didn't honor my commitment. And not only did I not honor my commitment to others, but I didn't honor my commitment to myself. I never liked the way that made me feel. And I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't say that I'm perfect. I don't believe life is a perfect game. I'm striving to get better in every situation that I can. And in this situation, I'm now faced with a decision. 
I can certainly reach out to Don and Yvonne and their marketing team and say, regretfully, this morning is just not a good time. Or I can honor my commitment, hop on the conference call, and be ready to go. I chose the latter. As we pull in the parking lot, it just hits 9 o'clock. I dial in the conference call number, and I'm ready to take the call. Got my Bluetooth piece in my ear, my jacket on because it's cold here in Columbus, Ohio in November. Lindsay parks her car just a few parking spaces down, and we kind of sulk into the OSU cardiology center. Of course, we don't know where to go, and I'm strategically pressing mute on my phone as I'm trying to listen to the conversation, and regretfully, I'm not fully present to start the call. I own that. No point in running from it. But I'm on the call, and everybody's doing their introductions and sharing who they are and how we all know each other. And I'm walking around this surgery center, this cardiology specialty department, my hand on Lindsay's lower back, and I can feel her, I can feel her nervousness. Like there's nervous tension about her. I'm like, man, am I doing the right thing here? And she looks back and looks at me and, and she gives me that look. Like she knows that I'm doing the right thing for me and I'm honoring her all in the same time because her appointment's still not till 9.15. And so we're just getting there early to do some pre-check and paperwork. And so we, we slowly sulk through the center and she sits down and I find a, a quiet corner in the waiting room. I'm kind of secluded. I'm on this phone call. As I'm on the phone call, she's filling out paperwork on the other side of the room and we're going through some different ideas. And when I'm on the phone, I typically like to pace. It's just, I don't know if my brain works better. I don't know about yourself. When you, when you get the most inspiration, when your mind really starts clicking, I don't know if you're someone that likes to sit in one place, you like to see different things and walk, but it almost seems like the more that I walk and the more that I move in those moments, the sharper my mind gets. And so I stand up and I start pacing just a little bit, just back and forth in between three chairs in the corner of a room, which is like it's literally four steps forward, four steps backwards, turn around, pivot 180 degrees every time. And as I'm pivoting, I have a hat on that's by AZ Arahu. It's you know, do the work.com. It's this black hat. It's pulled down a little bit low on my brow and I have my black jacket on and jeans. I'm just, I'm in the moment on the phone call, but I'm not fully present. Like, sure, I'd be lying to you if I said that I wasn't somewhat concerned about what the appointment was going to show. I'd also be lying to you if I said I wasn't frustrated with myself that I couldn't be more present on the phone call. And I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't wish that I could be more present for my wife. Like, I realize in this moment I'm not really serving anybody. But I'm sitting there, I'm noticing all the different people also sulking into this surgery center. It literally is almost every walk of life. I see people that apparently look as though they have an Asian descent. I see people that have an African-American descent and a white descent. I see people that come in in walkers and wheelchairs. I see people that are in their 20s. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, wow, this is, this is interesting. Like, here we are, 9 o'clock in the morning. The center opened at 8.30. We're some of the first appointments there done strategically to get us in and out. And look at all these different people here. And the way the room sits, like the corner that I'm sitting in, to my back ends up being a big bay window that overlooks the parking lot. And as I glance out in the parking lot, I see what looks to be a 1990, I'll make it up, five Mercury Topaz. And next to that Mercury Topaz, I see a Mercedes-Benz E-Class. 
And next I had E-Class, I see a Range Rover, and then I see a Chevy Impala, and I see all these different cars in the parking lot. And maybe it's the fact that the sun is low in the sky or not present. For those of you that haven't been to Columbus, Ohio in November, it's pretty gray now, from now until really March, almost April. So maybe it's the fact the sun's not beating down in the sky, or maybe it's, maybe it's my, my mental aptitude as I'm concerned about my wife and I'm not really present on this phone call, but I'm looking, I'm realizing like, there's just this gray, dull, boring hum to every car that's in the parking lot. It doesn't matter if it's a new Bentley Continental GT that's got a 30-day plate that just pulled in or if it's that original Mercury Topaz. They all almost look one and the same. Which ends up being this unique thing as I pivot back around and look in the room as I'm seeing all these people of every walk of life, every socioeconomic standard, every race, most likely every religion, certainly every age group, everyone is walking in waiting to see how much time they have left. Like in some capacity, you're, you're not going to a cardiology specialist to be told how phenomenal your heart is. That's not what this center does. The center monitors how your heart walls are. The center monitors how your valves are operating. It monitors throughput, basically, of blood from one chamber to the other. It monitors everything as it pertains to your heart. And in some capacity, everybody that's in this room is referred by somebody else that says, you need to go see a specialist because something bad is probably happening and we don't know what it is. So it doesn't matter at that moment how much money you have. It doesn't matter at that moment what car you drive. It doesn't matter at that moment if your parents are together or divorced. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or Asian or anything in between. Everyone's coming in for the same thing. To literally see how much more time they have left on earth. And it dawned on me in that moment of, how much the prejudice that exists in society is eliminated as we face down our morality. How about mortality? Certainly not a perfect game I'm playing today. As we face down our mortality, everything changes. You start looking at life a little bit differently. Like mortality ends up being the great equalizer, right? Like we're all going to die. It's one of the most profound things I think Gary Vaynerchuk has ever said, at least the way it was framed. When, if you haven't seen the video, you'll have to Google it or hop on YouTube. There was a moment in time where he's in the back of a car in what I believe is New York City. Don't know if it was a taxi. I don't know if it was a, a limo or what it was, a town car. But someone comes racing up to the window and like you can see his face and he rolls down the window and the... The camera angles, the perspective is looking across him into this, this woman. This woman says, Gary, share with me something impactful. Share, share with me just you know four or five words. He says, the most impactful thing I can say to you is you're going to die. And like in that moment, it almost went viral. I don't know if it really clicked for me fully until I'm in this cardiology center. Here I am on this phone call trying to conduct business when all these people around me are either a relative of or the actual person that's coming to see how much time they have left. And so as the call continues and I weave in and out of the conversation, I try to add value where I see I'm able to, I ask to basically call back in. 
the amount of time I was able to give this morning was all that I could give, and I had to be present for my wife. And so we're back in her little surgery room, room number 14. She's got all these electrodes all over all over her chest, both sides, down on her ankles, on her arms. And she's hooked up with this machine that's, that's literally taking a 3D image of exactly how her heart's working. And there's this awkward moment where the specialist comes in and introduces himself. And then I'll say a nurse or a nurse practitioner, somebody else comes in to administer the test. And then she leaves and it's just Lindsay and I. And we have no idea what's coming, right? Like we, we don't see the test. We don't know what's being read on the backside. All we know is that there's something coming. There's some information coming. And so the cardiologist walks in the room and very stoically addresses me, says hello, looks at Lindsay and shares the results. And fortunately in this situation, the results are her heart is as normal looking on these scans as it can possibly be, which ends up being of course a benefit, a blessing. But in that same time, once we get Lindsay you know, fully dressed and ready to leave and, and do all those things, of course she asks a series of questions that become somewhat immaterial for this conversation. But as we leave and we're in the billing area where she's filling out her paperwork and I step out to use the restroom before we hit the road, in the lobby, in the waiting area, I see a woman sobbing with her hand around her husband on his shoulder that their information, the the story that they just got, his scan wasn't as good as Lindsay's, I would have to imagine. So in the same moment that we get to feel this immense triumph of her day is not really that numbered, at least not by her heart, as we leave, you see this man that inevitably, the story that I'm telling myself is that his days are extremely numbered. So much so that his wife seems to be sobbing at the fact that her time is incredibly limited. As Lindsay and I walk out the door and walk back to her car, and it's just this moment of gratitude, of realizing that we have a lot to be thankful for. And all this comes over the course of a 45-minute window. And the lessons that I'm, I'm gathering from this are not only to be present in every moment and to honor your commitment, but also to realize that we are all mortal and we're all going to die. There's a great equalizer. And that the prejudice that can exist based off of how someone looks or the car that they drive or their religious beliefs become meaningless at the beginning of life and at the end of life. You see, when you see the baby in the stroller that's holding the, the pacifier and playing with the, you know, the little stuffed animal. You look down and you just say the baby's cute. You don't say that's a cute white baby. You don't say that's a cute black baby. You don't say that's a cute Jewish baby. It's just a cute baby. As you progress through life at the, at the end, you don't say those same things as someone's going to die. It's all the bullshit in the middle that makes everything so complicated. Same as what goes on inside that waiting room. It's the bullshit in the middle that made the situation complicated. It's the bullshit of not knowing the answer that made it difficult. The facts of the matter were we couldn't do anything about the answer. 
If her heart was failing, we would have had to do, done something about it. Now that her heart's healthy, we know we don't have to do anything about it. There's just so many different ways to view life when you're open to receiving those gifts. For whatever the reason lately, I've gotten a multitude of questions of how do you come up with content every day? Like, is there some note system you have somewhere? Is there, are you reading from something in the studio? Is someone giving you ideas for this? Those are all incredibly valid questions. I understand how those could all be true. I truly believe from my stance and my standpoint as I view life now that if you're willing to keep your eyes open and try to be present in more moments than just going through them, there's a gift and a lesson to be learned literally from almost every moment in every interaction of every day. No different than this cardiology appointment. I could have shown up, held my wife's hand, sat down and just been nervous and left, been happy. And just forgot about the entire situation. It just doesn't matter, right? She's healthy. Everything's good. Nothing to remember there. Or I could choose to be present in that moment and realize all the connections that we all have to each other as we walk into that room. And that's what I want to encourage you to do right now is consider in your life, where are you missing the connections to everyone else? You know, is it, is it at work where you are only doing your own job and you're only worried about serving yourself and you're only worried about how do you maximize your own ability? Now, don't get me wrong when I say that. I truly believe the hierarchy for our lives should be putting ourselves first, putting God or religion or a higher power second and putting others third. But in that, in serving yourself first and putting on your oxygen mask first as it pertains to business, that does not mean that you can't interact with, appreciate, love, honor, and respect those around you. Maybe in your life you could do that a little bit better. Maybe as it pertains to relationships, you're missing the fact that we're all connected and that the pain that your significant other or boyfriend or girlfriend could be experiencing right now, they haven't processed it yet. And so their interactions with you are based around the fact that they've had their own trauma and they don't know how to move through it. And that some of the things that are going on are emotional responses to situations that you had no part of, but you now get the blessing of helping them work through them or the blessing of choosing to leave. Or maybe it pertains to your own body. Maybe the fact of going to the gym and just not being present at all the people that are there trying to better themselves. Where you get frustrated when somebody's on a machine and it's taking too long. Or when there's a line at the water fountain, all you want to do is get a drink. And you're just, why can't they just put in more water fountains? Why can't they just do something to fix this? Instead of realizing that everybody that's there is there for the same reason. To try to extend their life and feel better about how they look. What I found is consistently now in my life, when I am present in the moment and I realize that there's gifts all around me, it allows me every day to get shit done. <laughs>